thankful to be here tonight. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Ezra chapter 6. Ezra chapter 6, read verses 7, 8, and 9. It's here that we find that Babylon had battered the Jewish people, leaving their city and the temple in complete ruin. And now here we are 128 years later, and a few Jews got together, and they were not only compelled, but instructed to begin rebuilding the city gates and the temple. And they had some adversity. Have you ever had adversity before? You ever had opposition before? People that just tried to slow you down and get in your way? That's what they were facing. Old enemies came in wanting to help out. You ever had some of those? They just want to be a help to you. They just want to show you how to do a few things. And they said, no, we, we think we, we've got this figured out with the help of God. If we can get some people together, some children of God, some faithful hands and workers, we can, we can do this together. And then King Darius steps on the scene and he not only allowed them to resume, but he said, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to help you. Ezra chapter 6, verse 7, he says, Darius said, Let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in his place. Moreover, I make a decree what ye shall do to the elders of these Jews for the building of this house of God. That of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river, forthwith expenses be given unto these men, that they be not hindered. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs for the burnt offerings of the Lord of God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the appointment of the priests which are at Jerusalem. Let it be given them day by day without fail. Whatever they need, whatever they need to make it, whatever they need to build, whatever they need in this, day by day, I want you to give it to them without fail. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject day by day without fail day by day without fail. Father, we love you tonight. God, I thank you for this opportunity. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these lips of clay that delivers your word tonight. God, I pray that it would settle here in this place and touch and change our lives tonight. God, that we would leave forever changed by the goodness of your hand. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated tonight. Day by day, without fail. There are a lot of questions in the minds of people all over the world tonight. Why is this happening? What is going on? Who can I trust? When does it end? How can this be? Where do I go from here? And we get it. 
we understand why these questions are coming up because even our own selves have asked some of these same questions. God, why is this happening? Why did it have to happen like this? When did this all unfold? When will it ever end? All of this craziness. This, this questions, we understand why people are asking them because we too have asked these questions and many others. But what we gauge all of this on is our current circumstances. We're asking these questions not because of what was 20 years ago, but because of what we're living in right now. Notice that we don't ever question when everything's good. We don't have all of these questions to God when we're living the best life and everything's great and everything's grand. I I have not found one person yet who just said, why is this happening, God? All of these people keep coming up and throwing piles of money at my feet. Every time I look at my bank account, there's more that day than the the, the day before. When is it ever going to end, God? It's too much for me to bear. You don't hear people talk like that, do you? We don't question when everything's going good. We don't question when everything's grand and glorious. You don't hear somebody go to the doctor and come home and be like, Oh man, the doctor, you won't believe the news he told me today. He said I'm in perfect health. He said everything is great and that I should live for 125 more years. Why, why is this happening? Who can I trust? We don't talk like that when everything is good. But a moment of devastation arises and immediately there come questions. God, why is this happening? Why, why is, is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family When will this end? When will all of this craziness stop? Why is my world in turmoil? Why is everything going wrong? The moment devastation arises, immediately doubt tries to creep in. And there are things in this life that I do not understand. And I'm sure you feel the same way, that you don't have the answers for. But I do know this tonight, I can trust God. When I don't know where the money is going to come from. When I don't know what my doctor report is going to look like. When I don't know what my tomorrow is going to be. When I don't know who my president is going to be. When I don't know anything beyond today. When I don't know all of those things, I know this, that my God is good. My God is faithful. My God is trustworthy. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a protector. I don't just know those things because I read about it. I know those things because I've experienced it. I've been there when He's been faithful. He has shown up in time of need, time and time again. I can stand here today and say of all the things I do not know, I know that God is good and I can trust him there's a song that says i've been through enough to know that he'll be enough for me he's come through so many times that puts my mind at ease for sure i'll stake my very life he's gonna take good care of me because i've been through enough to know that he will be enough for me How could I ever doubt my God whose hand holds the universe? Why would I ever question His ability? 
There's no place that I can go where he doesn't know the things that trouble me. He's always aware of where I am and of what I need. Hear me tonight. He has already proven to you by being here tonight that he can be trusted. The very fact that you are where you are tonight is a testimony that he can be trusted. Because life hasn't always been easy. And life hasn't always fed you with a silver spoon in your mouth. But you can stand here tonight and say, I am here only because of the goodness of God. I am here because he saved me. I am here because he brought me up when I should have been dead a long time ago. And he provided for me and he has kept me. And the fact that I am where I am tonight is a testament that I can trust God. You see, if I knew the ending from the beginning, then there would be no need for me to truly trust God. If I knew what tomorrow was going to look like and the next five years were going to look like, I truly wouldn't have to put much trust in God. Life's already figured out. I've already got it all before me. I know what each step is going to look like. I know what my tomorrow is going to hold. And and that really doesn't require much trust. But when I do not know what tomorrow holds, and I do not know what's going to happen next week or next month or next year, then I have to trust something. And if I'm going to trust something, then I'm going to trust someone. And if I'm going to trust someone, I'm going to trust the one who I know has never left me or never forsaken me. I'm going to trust the one who has made a way time and time again. God knows we have got to trust daily that when the time is right, we will get what we need. You see, Remington, if he woke up this morning and said, Dad, you know what? I I just I think I'm able to take your keys And get in the car and go for a drive. I feel confident enough that I could do that. Now he may feel very confident that he can do that. And he may have in his mind that that's what he's going to do. But if he's coming to me asking me for the keys. Then I'm going to use a little bit more wisdom than that. And saying I'm so thankful that you're enthusiastic. I'm so thankful that you believe that you can do that. I'm so thankful that you want to do that. But Bubba, I don't think you're ready just yet. And so in our wisdom, we refrain from giving them the keys until we feel like they're able to go drive that car. And it's the same with God. We question, God, why hasn't this happened yet? God, why haven't you let me get in and, and, and get involved in this? Why haven't you let me do this yet? Why, why is there such a delay? And God is saying, if you'll hold on just a little bit, I'm trying to show you, you're not ready for that yet. You're not ready to get in that, into that position just yet. You're not ready for that moment just yet. But if you will wait on me, if you will wait till the time is right and you will trust me, I promise you one of these days I'm going to give you the keys. One of these days I'm going to put it in your hand and I'm going to say, all right, now it's time. Now is your opportunity to do all those things you wanted to do. We have got to trust that God knows what he's doing. And we can trust that he has our best interest at heart. If I knew the outcome right now, there would be no need for trust. He has always provided. He's always been kind. He has always been good. His ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts. 
Scripture says he does all things well. He does things in unusual ways. Peculiar is just part of the process. You go through the word of God and you begin reading. And you see if we were God, we're looking at it and say, well, if I were going to do it, this is how I would handle it. If there was a demon-possessed person, this is how I would address that. If, if there's a blind person coming to me, this is what I would do. This is how I would make it. If I was going to robe myself in flesh, this is how I would come to earth. We have in our mind this grand scheme of how things should be and how things could be. But you read the word of God and time after time, he's surprising you. And just when you think you figured it out, he's changed it up again. Just when you think he's coming as a mighty warrior, he comes as a little babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Just when you think you figured it all out, he, he's turning the page and it's going way over here. And you're like, what just happened? What just happened is God saying, I'm wanting you to trust me. If you knew how it was going to happen, you wouldn't put any trust in me. It would just, it would just be. But I'm asking you, even when you don't know what I'm going to do next, even when you don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, even when you don't know what your world is about to look like in the next few months and years, I'm asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to please trust me. Have I been good enough to you for you to trust me? Have I been kind enough? Have I always provided for you? Okay, yes, 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 God, you have. Okay, then trust me. I promise you I'm not going to fail you. I promise I'm not going to let you fall if you will just trust me. He does peculiar things in Scripture. He asks things of us that do not always make sense. But if it made sense, he would not be God. If it made sense to us and our human reasoning, then where would faith have a place? But when we're looking at life, we're saying, well, God, I'm going to have to trust in you because nothing else is working right now. My world is falling apart. Everything I thought I could trust, I could no longer trust. I can't trust doctors anymore. I can't trust leaders anymore. I can't trust friends anymore. I don't know where anybody stands, but God, I know I can trust you. The Bible says, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. You see, when we, we look at it, we say, well, I, I would have... Men with enticing words of man's wisdom. I would have all of these great orators. And I would have the best of the best coming. And, and no, no foolishness. No, no guys out there in badger skin. Hollering, crying out in the wilderness. We look at that and we say, well, that's kind of inappropriate. God, you're calling these 12 guys to follow you? Why didn't you call the preacher? Why didn't you call that one? Why didn't you call the one whose life was all together? And God is saying, oh, no, 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 you're looking on the outside, but I'm looking on the inside. I'm looking at not what is, but I'm looking at what can be. And I've chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them. He takes mud and makes a miracle happen. Why? Why would you do that, God? Why would you take mud and wipe it on somebody's eyes and tell them to go cleanse himself? Why would you do that? Because he's God. He takes Abraham and asks him to give his son Isaac on an altar. 
He lets Daniel be placed into a den of lions. Job has to suffer so much loss. And it's not just Job's fault. And it's not even the enemy. But God actually brings it up and says, Hast thou considered my servant Job? God presents him and says, I want you to show him everything you've got. Tear his family apart. Destroy his home. Destroy his life. You're going to let me do that? Oh, yeah, I am. Because I'm going to show you that he'll still trust me. I'm going to show you that even when he is going through hell, even when he is going through all of that trouble and trial in his life, I'm going to prove to you that he will still trust me. And after all that Job had been through and gone through, the Bible says that he fell down. He shaved his head. He ripped his clothes. He didn't moan and groan and whine and complain. The Bible says he fell down and he worshipped. And he said, oh God, you give and you take. Take away, but blessed be your name. God, I came here naked and I'm leaving naked. God, you've given and you've taken away, but blessed be your name. I'm still trusting you. I I still believe that you're able. I still believe that you're faithful. And people really close to him, his wife's over there saying, why don't you curse God and die? Why don't you just throw in the towel? Why don't you give up? And Job's over there saying, no, God's been too good. God has been too faithful. God has been with me every step of the way. We don't understand. We don't understand how. But somehow God always, always, always makes a way. The children of Israel doubted after all the miracles in their exodus. Time and time again, God made a way for them. He provided time and time again, and yet still the doubt arises in them. The disciples saw him feed a multitude, and then they cross over, and again another multitude comes. And they're saying, oh, we don't have enough food. How are we going to do this? And God's sitting there saying, do you not get it? I, I just did this just a moment ago. We haven't even been months past and and that just happened and you've already forgotten what I'm able to do. Jesus got on the boat with his disciples and he said, let's go to the other side. He sleeps. They wake him up. They said, oh, the storm is raging. What are we going to do? And he says, oh, ye of little faith. Then he says, peace be still and calms the waves and he calms the winds And they're looking at him and saying, what manner of man is this? They've seen him do it time and time again. They've seen the miracles. They've seen all that God can do. And yet still they do not understand. Stop trying to figure God out. And just let him do what he does. Just let go and say, God... I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how everything's going to unfold. But my trust is not in man tonight. My trust is in no one but you. God, I remove my hand from it. I can't control it. God, I can't do anything about it. But God, I release it tonight. God, and I put all of my trust completely in you. He said, we are going to the other side 
that ought to be enough to say, you know what? The storms are going to rage. The winds are going to blow. But he already said we're going to the other side. Let's just let the boat rock. Let the waves come and we're going to be all right. We're going to make it somewhere. Sometimes the wicked prevail. Sometimes the wicked prosper. Sometimes life happens to good people. Sometimes it seems that your enemy is being blessed and you are being cursed. Sometimes it seems like life is just not fair and nothing is going your way. And every time you touch something, it doesn't, it doesn't have the Midas touch and turn to gold. It, it just disintegrates right before you. And you're saying, what is going on? I've lived for God my whole life. I've been faithful. I've prayed. And I'm just getting really discouraged. But hear me tonight. Please do not let that get you down. Because where the records are kept, they are kept right. And God is looking down from heaven and he's saying, don't get so discouraged. Don't be weary in your well-doing. You're about to reap if you faint not. Don't give in just yet. Don't throw in the towel just yet because I'm not done working and I want you to trust me. God is going to get us through. We might go over some things. We might go around some things, but sometimes we just have to let God get us through. God, I've I've tried going over, I've tried going around, and he said, no, come on, we're going right through it. We're going to bust down every wall that's been built. We're going to tear it down brick by brick. We're going to bust through with everything we've got. And we're going through this to the other side. We're going to get on the other side of this river. We're going to get on the other side of this fire. We're going to get through this. It may not happen in a moment. It may not be immediate. But day by day, he's going to make a way without fail. Day by day, God is going to provide everything that you need. Day by day, He's going to give you what it takes to make it another day. You say, well, I don't know how I'm going to get through this storm. I don't know how I'm going to get through all of this. You want me to show you how? He's saying, day by day, you're just going to take one step. And then you're going to take another step. And then you're going to take another step. It may not be the progress that you wanted. It may not be over in the moment in the twinkling of an eye like the rapture is going to be. It may be a long process, but day by day, I'm going to bless you. Day by day, I'm going to be sure to sustain you. And I'm going to feed you. And I'm going to provide for you. Day by day without fail. I'm going to give you everything that you need. For the work I've called you to do. You're saying I'm I'm here. I'm working for God. I've been faithful. And God is saying I know you have. And that's why I'm about to bless you. I'm about to provide for you. No we're not just patting them on the back. And encouraging them to go on. We're going to help them. Whatever they need to make it. Give it to them. Whatever money they need, give it to them. Whatever supplies they need, give it to them. Whatever sacrifice they need, give it to them. Day by day without fail, God makes a way to provide for you. He'll use other people. He'll use rulers. He'll use kings to make a decree that says, I want them being blessed. I want my children prospering. I want this work being done and I want it finished. Day by day, He is going to make a way. Our questions arise when there is fear. But God hath not given us 
a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Remy was talked to about some things in our world last week by some kind-hearted person with grand intentions and began to talk to Remington about things in our world and what our world may look like. Way more information than I wanted him to have at five years old. And I heard his concerns when he came up asking questions about what our world is about to look like. And he began to ask, Dad, is it true that this is happening? Is it true that this is what's going to happen? Is it true? And I said, where in the world did you hear that? I'll put you at ease. It was nobody here. But I was so frustrated that somebody had put that fear in him and those questions in him. And I had to see that concern on his face. And he's trying to figure out what the next five years is going to look like. And he can't even be a kid. That's what is happening in our world right now with all this other stuff. Kids can't even be kids right now because of everything that is going on. And I watched as these questions came into his mind and he's looking at me and he said, Dad, is this true? Is this going to happen? Or are we not going to get to go to church anymore? And I said, who said that? So he told me and I let my steam go a little bit. And the twins were in the living room playing. And I said, boys, y'all come in here and sit by Remington. And I brought them in there and I set them all down at our table and I said, I want you three to listen to me. I have no idea what the world is about to look like. I have no idea what's coming down the road. I have no idea what tomorrow is going to be or look like. But I do know that God always, always takes care of his children. God will always provide. God will always make a way where there is no way. And I said, don't you ever worry about any of that because God is going to take care of us. I said, Remington, if we do have to have church at home, you receive the Holy Ghost in our living room. If we do have to do something different, it's going to be okay and we're going to figure it out together. And the church is going to go on and we're going to have great revival and God is going to have his way. God will not be mocked. God is not going to be pushed to the side. And God is always going to take care of his children. One thing I do know and have had such assurance of over the past few months and weeks is that God always takes care of His children. I don't know how everything is going to look in a few months. I don't know what our future looks like as a church, as families, as individuals. I have no idea. But I know when I read the word of God and I read his promises and they are yea and amen. And I read about the revival that we're going to see in the last days. And I read of every promise that says he is with us and he is for us. I have read all of the word from the front to the back. And I've come to tell you tonight, God takes care of his children. It may not always be in big glorious events, but in day by day things that happen, God says, I'm taking care of it without fail. God always takes care of his children. Now, this does not give me an escape life card that I get to use and say, oh, no, 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 that can't happen to me. I'm one of yours. The reality is I'm going to face tough times. The Bible says these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but in me you shall have peace. 
In the world, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be confusion. But in me, you can find peace. In the world, there's going to be a lot of bad things that are happening. But in me, you can find peace. And be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. In our text, they were being frustrated, distracted. And Darius decrees go forth that they can continue building. Ezra 6 says in the message, Do not disturb the construction of the temple of God. Let it be rebuilt on its original site and do not hinder the governor of Judah and the elders of the Jews in their work. Moreover, I hereby decree that you are to help them. You must pay the full construction costs without delay. You've got to give them everything that they're going to need. Give the priest in Jerusalem whatever is needed in the way of young bulls and rams. Whatever they need, I want you to give it to them day by day as they have need. Every day, I want you to supply them with whatever they need to make it. The Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great, great, great is his faithfulness. Every morning you wake up with brand new mercies. That's just part of the day by day things that God's going to do. That's just part of the process that God has set in motion for you. When you wake up tomorrow, there's new mercies. And you go throughout the day and you lay your head down that tomorrow night. And you wake up the next day. And again, there's new mercies. Again, there's blessings. Again, there's opportunities. Day by day. Manna took place. God told them, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Every day I want you to go out and get you just enough for you to eat and those in your family. And I want you to take that in. And on the sixth day, I want you to double up and take some for the next day too. But don't hold any back and thinking you're going to get it tomorrow. You only get what you need for today. Oh, oh God, I got to make sure I take it all in. You may not provide tomorrow. God, you may not get, I can't pay my tithes this week because I may not get a paycheck next week. Uh, God, you, I've got to haul it all in right now while, while it's, the getting's good. And the Bible says that when they did that, the next morning they woke up and it had rotted and there were worms and it stunk. And God said, I'm trying to show you day by day. Day by day, I'm going to take care of you. Day by day, I'm going to provide for you. Day by day, we're going to get through this. And if you will trust me, I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to provide when you didn't think it was possible. I'm going to give you everything that you need and some. I'm going to feed your family. I'm going to feed your children. And we're going to get through this together. We're going to make it. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. Bread for the day. And this takes us back to that very manna in the wilderness. Get enough for the needs of the day. Don't worry about the unknown future, but rather live a day at a time. Philippians 4, he said, Be careful for nothing but in everything in prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known 
unto God. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself is what the word said. Let it let it just happen because God is going to take care of you. God is going to make sure that everything is all right. And you know what? If I don't see tomorrow, that's okay. I still trust him. If I don't see my bed before I get home tonight and something were to happen to my life, that's okay. I still trust Him. Whatever God wants to do, I can trust Him because He's never failed me. He's never let me down. And day by day, He has kept me and sustained me. Later on in Philippians, He said, But my God shall supply all your need according to your riches and glory. Not all my wants. Not everything that I wake up and say, oh, God, I want this and I want this and I want that and I want this. And like Cohen with his Christmas list this year, circling everything in the toy book. He don't even know what it is, but he wants it. That's how we get sometimes when God's all right. I want this God. I want this God. I want this guy. And God said, hold on. You don't need all of that, but I will supply all that you have need of. I will make sure day by day you're taken care of. I will make sure without fail that you're taken care of day by day. I can say today, 31 years of living, I have not always gotten everything that I wanted. But I can stand here and declare I've always, always gotten everything that I've needed. There were times where I did not know where it was coming from. I did not know how it was going to happen And I mean, I'm talking in instances where you needed just $5 and somebody somewhere come up and just put a $5 bill in your hand and said, I just felt like I needed to give this to you. Without fail, God has always, always provided. Have there been hard days? Absolutely. Have there been days where we've wept? Absolutely. Have there been days where we've pulled our hair out? Absolutely. Have there been days where we just wanted to give up and and, and walk out and say, I can't do this anymore? Of course. But somehow, some way, we made it to the next day. Somehow, some way, we didn't know how we were going to get over that loss and that heartache and that hurt. But we woke up the next morning with new mercies and God said, all right, you ready to go again? All right, we're going to get through this. Come on, come on, let's go one more day. Come on, let's go one more day. You've got it. You can go the extra mile. You can go another day. Let's do this. Uh, and, and you trug along and you finally get breakthrough and you finally get through it. Uh, and you finally get to your bed that night and you fall asleep and God's saying, all right, let's go again tomorrow. And you wake up again the next day and you do it over and over again. But God is always going to take care of you. In Deuteronomy, he said, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness and your clothes, they are not waxen old upon you and thy shoe is not waxen old upon thy foot. Ye have not eaten bread, neither have you drunk wine or strong drink that ye might know that I am the Lord your God. How is that even possible? Because day by day, I've made sure you're taken care of. I know the journey that's before you. I know what it's going to take. And I've already provided you with what you need to make it for the journey. God spoke to Elijah and he said, I want you to go down to the brook. It shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook 
Again, that's one of those peculiar ways that God just said, Hey, I, I want you to know I'm taking good care of you. Just moments later, he says, I, I want you to know when the brook dries up, I want you to go down to Zarephath. And there I have commanded a widow woman to sustain you. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. Because God said, I've already taken care of it. I've already called it for tomorrow. I've already put your order in. Ruth went to the field and was able to gather some ears of corn. But was able to get just what was left. But it was still enough. But God went beyond that. And Boaz said, let fall the handfuls of purpose for her. And leave them that she may glean them. God is going to take care of you. It may not be the way that you thought it would be. And maybe not all at once on that first go around. But somebody has gone before you and been purposely dropping some stuff. Saying there's going to be coming somebody behind me who's going to need this. Somebody who's walking this same path that's going to come by later. And they're going to need all of this. And God is saying, I'm taking care of you. I'm making sure that it's left there for you when you get there. You pick it up. I've left it there on purpose. I've left it there for a reason. Because you're going to come by in a moment. And I'm going to sustain you. And I'm going to keep you. And I'm going to take care of you. Hear me tonight. Life still happens. It rains on the just and the unjust. But we are not without help and we are not without hope for our God cares about us. He wants to see us make it through. He wants to see us sustained. He wants to see the work go forth. And he said, I am going to do whatever it takes to keep you day by day without fail. I'm going to provide for you when no one else will. I'm I'm going to be a friend when you're friendless. I'm going to be a father when you're fatherless. I'm going to be the very bread that you need when you're hungry. I'm going to provide all that you have need of. If you will just trust me and continue working, continue praying, continue doing what you know to do. And I'm going to take care of you. Isaiah 43 says, when thou pass through. The waters. Not if, but when. When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Isaiah 59 said, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Not if, but when. It's going to happen. The enemy is going to come in like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Psalm 61 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Bad days are going to happen. Life is going to happen. Hard times are going to come. But when they do, lift up a standard. When they do, God, I want you to be with me in the water. I want you to be with me in the fire. God, when those days come where my heart is overwhelmed, lead 
lead me to the rock that is higher than I. God, when circumstances happen and I don't understand, God, take care of me. Provide for me. Day by day, provide all that I need. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, We're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand. Not only the fire, but also your hand. But if not, even if not, even if not, I want it to be known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods and nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. God, you're going to move. You're going to deliver. You're going to make a way. And you claim those things and you speak those things. But also you say, you know what? Even if not, I'm not serving any other God. Even if not, you've still been good enough. Even if not, you've been faithful enough. You've provided time and time again. And I trust you. God, I trust that you're going to deliver me from the furnace. I trust that you're going to deliver me from the hand. But even if not... You are still good. They didn't say God will make a way for us to not have to go through the fire. They said he's able to deliver us from the fire. And God showed up. And God showed up. Listen church, when God wants to help, he will help his way. When God wants to move, he's going to move. When God wants to breathe on His people, He's going to breathe on His people. When God's ready for this church to have revival like He wants us to see it, it's going to happen. Man will not stop it. Adversaries will not stop it. Old enemies are not going to stop it. But God's saying, I'm going to provide. I'm going to make a way. And we're going to see this work finished. We're going to see it to the very end. And I'm going to bring you everything you need. I'm going to provide everything that you need. I want you to give everything to these people. I want to see revival. I want to see it unfold. Come on, give them whatever they need. Day by day, every day, provide for them. Provide everything that they have need of and make a way for them day by day. Let's all stand tonight. When God is ready to restore, He will do whatever He wants to do. However he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it, wherever he wants to do it, God will make a way. It may not be on my calendar. It may not be on my list of things to do tomorrow. Get delivered, get redeemed, get saved, get blood bought, get washed in Jesus' name. It may not be on my list of things to do, but when God says it's time... When God calls your name, when God calls your number, you can run all you want to, but God's going to find you. He's going to lay hands on you. He's going to get a hold of you. And something's going to happen that you cannot contain. My grandparents used to speak of a man that went to church and he was a professor and he came and they said his clothes were just perfect. Every crease. I mean, he just had it ironed out and he was perfect but one night one night on a Sunday night the Holy Ghost started moving 
And that man who never moved and never budged and never got his clothes wrinkled or his hair messed up began to shout. He began to jump around and before he knew it, his clothes were so wrinkled, his hair was so messed up. And God got a hold of him. God saved him. God did something great in his life. God will use whatever he's got to use. He'll use ravens. He'll use widow woman. He'll use neighbors. He'll use friends. He'll use co-workers. He'll, he'll do whatever he's got to do to bless you. To provide for you. To make a way. I'm a testament to that. There have been people that don't even go to church that just felt like being a blessing. There have been people that just brought over flowers or brought over food because they just wanted to be kind. Not knowing that their kindness was God at work. Sarah and I, when we lived in Beaumont, we were a part of a building program there too. We had a giving night where the leadership of the church was going to put down how much they were going to give. And when I... I first heard what God had laid on my heart. I kind of laughed and thought, you must admit, that's brother so-and-so over there. Two, two chairs down. And Sarah said, well, Landon, what about, what about this? This is what I felt. And I said, he, he missed you too. That was over there. And I'd gone through numbers in my head all week long. This is what, we, this is what I know we can give. But when it came time to give, the Spirit of the Lord started moving in that place. And I, I felt like something grabbed my hand and wrote down that first number that I saw that I thought God missed and two chairs down. And I wrote down that number on that piece of paper and I was weeping, joyfully weeping. Because the Spirit of the Lord was in there and God was moving. And as I began to write, tears truly began to flow. And I just had this knowing that God was going to make a way. Three days go by. A man called me and he said, Brother Landon, are you and Sister Sarah ready to move? Not really. We're in the cheapest place we could find. We're not picky. We're, we're good enough here in this little townhouse that we've got. And we're right up our alley. He said, well... We have a three-bedroom home in Beaumont that's just vacant. He said, it. No, nobody's lived in it for over a year, but I'll drop your rent from whatever you're paying right now. It's a three-bedroom house, two-car garage, backyard. Much nicer setup than what you guys have now. I'll get it cleaned up and y'all can move in next week. Hey, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. He said... Well, this is what I want your rent to be. To the dollar, it was what I had committed to give each month in that building program. That man's name was Ethan Flowers. He's also the man that provided just about every bit of plumbing here at this new building. During that building program, there were times where even giving what we had committed to give became a strain. There was one particular month where I lie not, 
I looked at our bank account and there was about a dollar something left and my grandparents have scolded me since then. Don't you ever get down to that. If, if you need food, you call us. But Sarah's, hey, I got to go to the grocery store. Oh, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. We got a dollar something in the bank account. That's okay, that's okay. She understood. She said, we'll just eat whatever's in the pantry. And she's like, I just wish we had some meat. And I said, I know. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. A few minutes later, get a phone call from a man. I didn't even have his number in my phone at the time. This was Justin Flowers, Ethan Flowers' brother. Hey, Brother Landon, are you home? (laughs) Yes, sir. Hey, uh, do you guys like deer meat? Oh, yes, sir, I sure do. Man, we killed six doe this past weekend and I've got an ice chest full of deer meat that I want to bring and drop by at your house we've already given some to pasture and we want to bring some to you he shows up at my door and he doesn't have that little bitty ice chest he's got one of those big white igloos and he opens it up begins to fill my freezer goes out into the garage opens our deep freeze goes out to a truck brings in another cooler fills up my deep freeze now we had deer meat for a long long time but God always takes care always takes care of his people 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and this is in the passion translation I want to read this I thought it was so beautiful when I read it today it says we all experience time of testing which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test and trial that you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. The way of escape that God has for you is not a chicken way out. It's not for you to run and hide and, oh, God, I don't want this. But he said, no, when you take this, this isn't an exit. It's a finish line. It's victorious. That's what I'm calling you to. We thank God for the huge victories and the great revivals. We're quick to praise God for the great things He's done and and the big things that happens and those monumental moments that we say, Oh God, thank you. But in this month of Thanksgiving, when was the last time you said, God, thank you for the things that you've done day to day. God, the breath that is in my body today. The cars that are in my driveway, the food that's in my pantry and in my refrigerator. God, the the money that's in my account. God, the health that you've given me, the family that you've given me. God, those little things that day by day you have provided. God, I haven't said thank you enough. God, I haven't trusted you, Lord. God, but tonight I say I trust you. God, you have provided for me every day of my life. Even days that I have felt like I didn't know where it was going to come from. You made a way. 
Reminds me of the saying, enjoy the small things because one day you will realize that they were the big things. When we really stop and consider all that God has done. From then until now. My what God has done. I know what He's done in my life. I know what He's done for some of you and where He's brought some of you from and and the healing touch that He's put upon you and where He's brought your family and your children and the promises that He's given. All of these little day-by-day things are part of God's big plan. And I'm thankful for that tonight. And I'm not sure what lies ahead. The old song we used to sing, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. It's more than just a feeling because I've read the Word of God. And I've come to tell Greater Life Church tonight, it's going to be all right. Because God always takes care of His children. God will always provide. It may come from ravens. It may come from women. It may come from Ethan Flowers and Justin Flowers. It may come from somebody here at the church. It may come from an enemy. But God said, I'm going to give you something day by day without fail that's going to make sure that we get through this thing. We're going to see a finished product. We're going to see God's hand at work in the days to come. Would you lift your hands all over this place tonight and thank Him for the things He's provided day by day. God, thank You, Lord, for every blessing. Thank You, God, for every victory, both great and small. Thank You, God, for the work that You've done in my life and in my family. God, each day that you've held my hand and walked with me through the flood and through the fire. God, I thank you for every promise. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. God, my soul, God, is overwhelmed tonight with thankfulness. God, from the things you've provided day by day. God, when I didn't know where it was going to come from, God, you made a way time and time again. God, I wouldn't be here tonight if it were not for you. God, if it were not for those daily things that you've done. God, if it were only the big things, it would still be enough. God, but you, Lord, you provide day by day without fail. God, I've never been a day without. God, I've never been a day, God, where I was in need. Oh, even your word said, where I was young and now I am old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God, you've always provided for your people. You've always had a church. You've always kept us. God, even from the dangers that we did not know were present. God, even from the accident that we avoided that we didn't know. 
God, you kept us. God, you had your arms around us. God, tonight, Lord, we trust you every day to know, God, that you're going to take care of us. God, everything's going to be okay. God, you always provide. God, you will always make a way of escape. God, you will always provide a way, God, for us to finish victoriously. God, it may not happen, God, in a moment. God, but day by day, God, we're walking into victory. We're walking into revival. We're walking into our breakthrough. God, we're walking into that place you're calling us to tonight. God, tonight, Lord, we trust you. We trust you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, come on, somebody from your heart, declare it. God, I'm going to trust you. God, you've never failed me. God, when friends have let me down, when families have let me down, God, when leaders have let me down, when doctors have failed, you, Lord, have never failed. God, you've never forsaken me. God, you have been so very good. And tonight I thank you. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you for your keeping hand, oh Lord, that's been upon my life. God, when I should have been plucked up, when I should have been removed a long time ago, God, you fought off enemies that I didn't even know were there. God, you've kept me. God, you've been with me every step of the way. God, and I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Amen. 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 Let that be your prayer the next few days. God, I will trust you. I will trust you, God, with my day-to-day life. God, because you've never failed me. You've never let me down one time. Life has happened. Things have happened, but God, somehow, some way, you've always been there to help me. May you wake up tomorrow with that mindset. God, I've got a feeling that everything, say it, everything is going to be all right. Amen. Tell somebody that tonight. Love them. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Remember Sunday morning service. Sunday night, our Thanksgiving dinner, 6.30. God bless you. Love somebody tonight. You're dismissed the fearless.